Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you Gaston LaRue's The Mystery of the Yellow Room, where the door was bolted and the windows barred. So how was the victim shot at, knocked unconscious, and left for dead? So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. The Mystery of the Yellow Room by Gaston LaRue Dramatized by Stephen Sheridan Mathilde, where are you? I was just closing the shutters in the yellow room. I don't seem able to locate my pen. It's in your breast pocket, Father. Uh, Oh, yes. Can't you wait until morning to write up the results of your experiment? Uh, I'm much too excited for that. I honestly believe I'm on the verge of a breakthrough. Father? What is it? I thought I saw someone pass by the window. I expect it was Monsieur Corbeau. He often patrols the grounds at this hour, looking for poachers. Monsieur Corbeau, yes, of course. Are you all right, Mathilde? You've been jumping at shadows all evening. I expect I'm just a little overtired. A few hours' sleep will soon remedy that. Why don't you return to the house? There's a perfectly good bed in the yellow room. I'd rather spend the night in there. Are you sure that nothing's the matter? Quite sure, Father. I just don't want to be on my own. I'll sleep much more soundly, knowing that we're only separated by a single door. As you wish, my child. I'll bid you good night, then. Good night, Father. And, Father... Yes, child? It doesn't matter. Good night. The brandy, Jacques. I'm chilled to the bone. You can't have finished patrolling the grounds already. You've only been gone ten minutes. Yeah, we can't all be as industrious as your precious professor. I'll thank you to show a little more respect when you talk of the master. He's still slaving away now, down in the old pavilion. He spends more time in his laboratory than he does in his own house. He simply enjoys hard work, Monsieur Corbeau. It's a pity you're not the same. You might actually manage to catch a poacher once in a while. These findings further refute the widely held notion that matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Who is it? I'm sorry to disturb you, sir. I wondered if you'd be requiring anything further before I turn in. Uh, No, thank you, Jacques. And Mademoiselle Stangerson? Mademoiselle Stangerson, sir. Uh, She won't be requiring anything either. She's uh, sleeping next door in the yellow room. Oh! 
Mathilde 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 Open the door! Well, she must have bolted it from the inside. Well, we'll have to break it down. Uh, run to the house. Fetch cobble! Ah! Hurry, man! Hurry! Is she? No, she's still breathing. Oh, thank God. Quickly, man, your handkerchief. I want to staunch the wound on her head. Look at her throat. Somebody's tried to strangle her. Who can have done such a terrible thing? Who, indeed? And more to the point, how did he escape from the room? He certainly couldn't have passed through a bolted door. No. And he didn't use the window, either. But the iron bars outside haven't been touched. I don't understand, Professor Stangerson. It makes no sense. Whoever attacked your daughter has vanished into thin air. My involvement in the mystery of the Yellow Room began on a clear autumn morning in 1896. I was eating breakfast at my lodgings when the door was suddenly flung open by my old friend, Joseph Rouzabille. Sinclair! What on earth? Have you seen the newspaper? No. Look, right here. Although not yet 30, Routaby was already the most celebrated journalist in Paris. Like everyone else, he was fascinated by what had occurred at Chateau Stangerson, and he read out the facts of the case with the utmost relish. It really is a most remarkable business, is it not? No. I can't make head nor tail of it. The door was bolted, the window was barred, yet somehow Mademoiselle Stangerson's attacker managed to escape from the room. I'd give a thousand francs to know how it was done. <coughs> I'd give a thousand francs for a breath of fresh air. Oh, I'm sorry, Sinclair. Is my cigarette smoke bothering you? No more than usual. I'll open a window. According to the newspaper, the attacker left behind two clues. A blood-stained handprint on the yellow wallpaper and a revolver from which two shots had been fired. A revolver? Hmm. Apparently it belonged to old Jacques, the uh, Stangerson servant. Well, I trust he's been arrested. He's clearly an accomplice. I'm sure you're an excellent barrister, Sinclair, but I hope you never become a judge. You're willing to convict on the flimsiest evidence. Well, you believe him to be innocent, then? I'd stake my grandmother's life on it. Well, I, I, I thought your grandmother died last Easter. Uh, that was just a story I made up to avoid accompanying you to the opera. Oh, really, Ruta B? Now, my editor wants me to visit the chateau and see what I can discover. I was hoping I might persuade you to come with me. Oh? Robert Darzac will be there. You can renew your friendship. Oh, I'd hardly describe Mademoiselle Stangerson's fiancé as a friend. I represented him once in a civil action. It's vital I interview him. If you're with me, he'll doubtless be more willing to talk. Well, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to abandon my practice at such short notice. But you'll obviously make no progress without me. Excellent. We'll set off at once. Can I at least finish my breakfast? I wouldn't recommend it. I've just stubbed out my cigarette on your plate. Oh, for pity's sake. Epinay is the nearest station to the Stangerson estate. Run and fetch your coat, Sinclair. The next train leaves in 15 minutes.
can you tell me about Robert Darzac? Well, he's a gentleman of the very highest character. Like his future father-in-law, he has dedicated his life to the study of science. Hmm. He's a professor at the Sorbonne, I believe. Quite so. According to the newspaper, he was delivering a lecture when Mademoiselle Stangerson was attacked. Well, then at least we know he isn't involved in this horrible business. Can't this train go any faster? But don't, don't put your head out of the window. You'll get it knocked off. If there's one thing I can't abide, it's indolence. Whilst we're sitting here, the police are no doubt trampling over vital evidence. Do we know who the presiding magistrate has appointed to investigate the case? Hmm? Oh, yes. Uh, he's placed the matter in the hands of Frederick Larson. Ah, the great Inspector Larson. At last, a foeman worthy of your mettle. <laughs> I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Oh, come along, Ruta B. Everybody knows that you pride yourself on solving mysteries before the police. Only one thing concerns me, Sinclair, and that's establishing the truth. Making the police look incompetent is just an agreeable bonus. Mm. And you'll have your work cut out finding the man who shot at Mademoiselle Stangerson. He must be cunning as a fox. What makes you think that Mademoiselle Stangerson was shot at? I beg your pardon? I think we'll discover that it was she who fired the revolver. Oh, the, but the wound on her forehead, surely that was caused by a bullet grazing her temple. Consider the facts. Mademoiselle Stangerson was clearly frightened of something. She must have been. Why else would she lock herself in for the night? It's my belief that she also borrowed old Jacques's revolver for additional protection. I, I, I think I follow your reasoning. You believe that she shot at her assassin in self-defence, wounding him in the hand. Well done, Sinclair. We'll make a reporter of you yet. Your theory would certainly explain the blood-stained handprint on the wallpaper. But if Mademoiselle Stangerson wasn't grazed by a bullet, what caused the wound to her temple? That, my dear Sinclair, is what we have to find out. Speaking for myself, I can't wait to get started. The closer we drew to Epinay, the more excited Rutabi became. When we arrived at the station, he leapt from the train and beckoned to a porter. Excuse me, my good man. Can you uh, direct us to Chateau Stangerson? Certainly, sir. If you head north on the main road, you can't miss it. Ah, well, you've been extremely helpful. Sinclair will give you something for your trouble. Well, um... uh, I have to warn you, sir. It's a good hour's walk. An, an hour's walk? Excellent. There's nothing like a little exercise to stimulate the mind. Uh, you, you don't know where we could hire a cab. Sinclair! All right, I'm coming. As it turned out, Chateau Stangerson was even further from the station than we'd been led to believe, and it took us almost 90 minutes to reach its gates. When we finally arrived, we discovered Inspector Larson conducting a minute examination of the grounds. Larson, good morning. Well, well, well. Joseph Rutabie, what brings you here, as if I need ask? We've come to speak with Robert Darzac. I'm sorry, Rutabie. Monsieur Darzac has left strict instructions that he's not to be disturbed. But Sinclair is one of his oldest friends. Aren't you, Sinclair? Well, um... I'm going to continue my investigations over by the lake. Oh, if you want to speak with Robert Darzac, now's your chance. He's coming straight towards you. Monsieur Darzac was sitting at the reins of a horse and trap, his face haggard and pale. 
He scarcely seemed aware of our presence until suddenly Rutabee stepped into his path. Whoa! Have you taken leave of your senses? You might have been killed! Allow me to introduce myself, Monsieur Darzac. I am Joseph Rutabee. Sinclair, I believe you already know. Yes, yes, of course. You once acted for me. How is your fiancée, Monsieur Darzac? She'll live, thank God. I can see you're in a hurry, but it's vital we talk. I'm sorry, Monsieur Rutabee. It's out of the question. I'm expected back in Paris, and I dare not... How pleasant was the vicarage, and how colourful its garden was. What did you say? I think you heard, Monsieur. I don't understand. How could you possibly know about that? A moment of your time. That's all I ask. You'd better go and wait inside the house. I'll join you there immediately. Rutabee, that, um, that phrase about the vicarage, what does it mean? Well, later, Sinclair, later. Very well, Monsieur Rutabee, what do you want? I want to shake your hand. I beg your pardon? Your hand, Monsieur. I want to shake it. As you're a friend of Monsieur Sinclair, I see no reason to refuse. No, forgive me, but I'd prefer it if you first removed your gloves. So, that's what you're about, is it? Very well, then. Mm-hmm. Thank you, monsieur. I trust you're satisfied. As you can see, neither of my hands show any sign of injury. Oh, dear, Sinclair, Monsieur Darzac has clearly decided that I'm an insolent young pup. He's like that, I'm afraid. A good judge of character. Perhaps you'd be kind enough to wait outside for a moment. Ah. I have something to tell him that may change his mind. After Rutabee's extraordinary display of bad manners, I fully expected Robert Darzac to ask us to leave. When, however, the two men emerged from the house some ten minutes later, they were both behaving like the closest of friends. Excellent news, Sinclair. Monsieur Darzac has decided to postpone his journey to Paris. Oh? Monsieur Rutabee has persuaded me that he may be of some use in this matter. I'm extremely relieved to hear it, but surely... Come along, Sinclair. Where now? We're off to the old pavilion. Monsieur Darzac has agreed to show us the yellow room. Here we are, gentlemen. I'll open the shutters. Hmm. Why does Professor Stangerson have a bedroom adjoining his laboratory? He sometimes works for up to 72 hours at a time. He comes in here when he needs a little rest. Hmm. What is the nature of his research, Mr Darzac? I'm afraid it's a little technical to explain to a layman. Well, you better not bother, then. It took me 18 months to master long division. <laughs> what are these gentlemen doing in here? You needn't concern yourself, Jack. They're with me. The carpet under the bed. It's been moved. Oh, we did that, sir. When we couldn't find the attacker, we started looking for tunnels. But there weren't any, were there? What's above this room? Oh, an attic, sir. But it can only be reached from the professor's laboratory. I, I confess I'm still as baffled as ever. The attacker must have escaped through the door. Oh, it's impossible, sir. Professor Storger's son was outside the whole time. He certainly didn't get out through the window. These iron bars must be an inch thick. I'd give anything to meet the man behind all this. He deserves a medal for conceiving so ingenious a crime. Really, Rutabee, that remark was most ungentlemanly. Hmm. No doubt it was. Fortunately, I'm not a gentleman. Ah. Have you spotted something, sir? There's a bullet lodged in the ceiling. Well, that's hardly a great discovery, Monsieur Rutabee. 
There's another one over by the door. Hand me that chair, Sinclair. I want to take a closer look. <clears throat> I suppose that uh, if, she, if she fired from a prone position, one of Mademoiselle Stangerson's bullets would embed itself in the ceiling? Mm, quite so. Quite so. Hmm. <clears throat> Tell me, Jacques. Was Mademoiselle Stangerson wearing a high collar before she was attacked? You must be a sorcerer, sir. How did you know that? And this little marble-topped table, was it on its side when you broke down the door? Yes, sir, it was. I wonder. I wonder. Mademoiselle Stangerson must have knocked it over as she was struggling with her attacker. Hmm. That's the most likely explanation, certainly. Do you have another? There's a little blood and a single hair on one of the corners. What does that tell you? Absolutely nothing. Does it not? Does it not? Dear me. Really, Monsieur Rutabi, this is intolerable. You're talking in riddles. You needn't concern yourself, Monsieur Darzac. He often does that. It's a little stuffy in here. Let's get some fresh air. Well, don't you want to continue examining the room? Oh, I've discovered more than enough for one morning. I want to see what old Larson is up to down by the lake. Hello, Rutabi. Are you still here? I hope you'll forgive me, Inspector, but I've asked him to stay. I should be glad of his advice. I hold Monsieur Rutabi in the very highest regard. Your reputation for shrewdness is clearly deserved. <laughs> Tell me, what have you found? What makes you think he's found anything? Oh, user intelligence, Sinclair. Why else would he have spent so long in the same place? As a matter of fact, I have made a discovery. <laughs> it rained yesterday afternoon, and the path around here is quite muddy. <laughs> Mm, and they can't be more than 12 hours old. They lead directly from the old pavilion. You've done very well, Lasson. Very well. Thank you, Rutabi. These prints were made by an expensive, rather elegant boot. That suggests that the attacker is a man of some means. My thoughts exactly. Furthermore, I'm of the opinion... What is it, Inspector? <laughs> it's the most extraordinary thing, Monsieur Dazak. Look at the footprints made by the attacker... And look at the ones you've made now. Good Lord. They're identical. Mm. Just a minute. I hope you're not implying... Of course not. I'm merely commenting on a remarkable coincidence. Oh, this is monstrous, Inspector. Surely you don't think that Monsieur Darzac attacked his fiancée. He was lecturing at the Sorbonne last night. Were you, sir? As a matter of fact, I asked somebody else to deliver my lecture. I was feeling unwell and decided to go for a walk. Very wise, sir. There's nothing like a breath of fresh air to clear the head. The uh, footprints are superseded over here with bicycle tracks. Uh, the attacker must have used one to make his getaway. Do you know if anyone in the vicinity owns such a vehicle? As Inspector Larson was no doubt about to tell you, I do. Oh? Of course, you're obviously innocent, but uh, well, just to satisfy my curiosity, may I examine it? No, Inspector, you may not. It was stolen from me several days ago. Oh, dear me. Another remarkable coincidence. We're amassing quite a collection. Really, Inspector, this is intolerable. You're in no position to make accusations until you've solved the mystery of the Yellow Room. I wouldn't worry too much about that, sir. I worked out how it was done some time ago. 
You can't have. I'm sorry if you're disappointed, Rutebi, but that's the way it is. You can't hope to get the better of the police on every occasion. Excuse me, sir. Yes, Shark. What is it? Well, the doctor's just left Mademoiselle Strangesson. He, he says she's well enough to be questioned. Excellent. Come along, then, gentlemen. I don't suppose you'll allow me to interview her on my own. Rutebi? What is it? He can't have solved it already, Sinclair. He can't have. Are you sure you're ready to be questioned, Matilda? I'm feeling much stronger now. I want to help in any way I can. Mademoiselle Stangerson was propped up in bed, her face so pale that she could easily have been mistaken for a beautiful ghost. Although remarkably composed after her terrible ordeal, I noticed that she trembled as she answered Inspector Larson's questions. Your father tells me that you'd seemed agitated for some time before the attack. It was most unlike her, Inspector. What can possibly have been causing you so much distress? I'd, um... I'd been hearing noises outside my bedroom window. And sometimes when I looked out... I saw a man disappearing into the bushes. Oh, Mathilde, if only you'd said something. I'm sure anyone would be agitated in such circumstances. What measures did you take to ensure your safety? I tried to avoid being alone whenever I could. And I borrowed old Jacques's revolver from his room. Did you hear that, Rutherby? You're right. <laughs> Shh. Tell me about the events of last night. You spent the evening helping your father. Yes. I've worked as his assistant ever since... Or ever since what? It doesn't matter. Oh, please, tell us, Mademoiselle Stangerson. Really, Inspector Larson, my daughter has just survived an attempt on her life. Must she now endure the impertinences of a, a, a junior reporter? It's best to indulge him, sir. Monsieur Rouletabille has a remarkable talent for unravelling mysteries. I doubt if you'll find it very relevant, but I intended to say that I've worked as my father's assistant ever since I returned from America. I see. Mathilde spent 18 months living in Philadelphia with her aunt. She came home a little over 10 years ago. Thank you, Monsieur Darzac. That's very interesting. And now, perhaps, we can return to the matter in hand. Oh, by all means. What time did you retire to the Yellow Room last night? It was a little after 11. After locking the door and changing into my nightdress, I fell into a deep sleep. As carefully as you can, tell us what happened next. Must I, Father? Hush, child. You're safe now. I don't know how long I slept, but I was woken by the sounds of somebody moving around in the room. As you can imagine, I was greatly alarmed and called out. It was a dreadful cry. I'll never forget it. Suddenly, a man leapt from the shadows and started strangling me. It was dark and I couldn't see his face. I reached for my revolver and, as I fired... He brought a cudgel down on my head. Oh, Mathilde. The next thing I remember is father breaking down the door. Mm, thank you, Mademoiselle Stangerson. You've been very brave. Does my daughter's evidence offer you any fresh insights, Inspector? Yes. I beg your pardon? It casts the entire matter in a whole new light.
Two glasses of cider, please. Very good, sir. Oh, well there, gentlemen. Sampling the delights of the local tavern. <laughs> Sinclair's idea. He considers the day wasted unless he's visited at least one alehouse. Oh, really, Rutherford. <laughs> Landlord, more beer. You've had enough. Yeah, look, I've got money. I don't care. Clear off or I'll have you thrown out. Uh, I wouldn't stay here if you, if you paid me. Uh, I hope the devil comes for you during the night. What an unmannerly brute. Well, that was Monsieur Corbeau, the Stangesson's gamekeeper. Ah, we came here hoping to meet him. I wouldn't have told you much. He was most unhelpful when I questioned him earlier. Uh, your cider, sir. Thank you. It seems to me that quite a lot of people are being unhelpful at the moment. I entirely agree. Robert Darzac, for instance. I'm sure he knows more than he's saying. I have a theory about that. Oh? Uh, you remember I told you that I'd solved the mystery of the Yellow Room? <laughs> remember? Rudeby's talked a little else. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, this is how I think it was done. While Jacques was fetching our friend the gamekeeper, it is my belief that Mademoiselle Stangerson's attacker yes. unlocked the door and walked out. That, that, that's your theory? Well, it makes no sense. Professor Stangerson would have seen him. Professor Stangerson did see him. Then why didn't he stop him? <laughs> he preferred to let him get away. But why? It's perfectly simple, Sinclair. Inspector Larson believes that the attacker was Robert Darzac. Exactly. Professor Stangerson loves Darzac like a son. It's perfectly feasible that he tried to protect him rather than risk a scam. No, I, I'm sorry, Inspector Larson, but I am quite unconvinced. Robert Darzac has no reason to try and kill his fiance. Oh, you haven't heard then? Heard? Heard what? According to the servants, Mademoiselle Stangerson has been considering breaking off her engagement. Oh. Apparently, she considers herself too old to start changing her ways. It is odd that she waited so long to marry. But surely her sudden change of heart wouldn't turn her fiancé into a murderer. Oh, love can affect men in strange ways, Monsieur Sinclair. Who knows what any of us might do with thwarted? No. No, I'm sorry, Larson, but your theory is wrong. Do you have a better one? Not yet, but my instincts tell me that something entirely different happened in the Yellow Room. You're a clever man, Monsieur Rouletabille, but you're still very young. When you grow older, you'll discover that the simplest explanations are also the most likely. Well, that's as may be, but consider the evidence. Not tonight. It's getting late and I still have much to do. <laughs> yes, of course. Now, I, I do hope Rouletabille hasn't offended you with his bluntness. He can sometimes be more direct than is entirely proper. You needn't worry, sir. I find his candour most refreshing. <laughs> oh, uh, don't forget your walking stick. Thank you, Rouletabille. I'm surprised you need a cane. You seem remarkably fit. Appearances can be deceptive. You, you may not think it to look at me, but I'm a martyr to God. I don't envy Monsieur Darzac. Inspector Larson is working against him with all his might. Hmm. You're right, Sinclair. He is. Yet for all Larson's ingenious theorising, I remain convinced that Robert Darzac is an innocent man. It was almost midnight before we left the Tower Inn. Rouletabille had said little all evening, preferring instead to sit by the fire, puffing away energetically on an endless supply of cigarettes. As we walked back to Chateau Stangerson, I decided to broach a subject that had been much on my mind. Well, slow down, Rouletabille. I, I want to ask you a question. Oh? Um, you, you remember when we arrived here this morning? You, 
You said something to Monsieur Darzac. How pleasant was the vicarage and how colourful its gardens. The, the poor devil looked frightened half to death. Why does the phrase hold such significance for him? <laughs> I have seen Mademoiselle Stangerson once before. Uh -huh. hmm. It was at a reception at the Elysee Palace. She was there with her father and Monsieur Darzac. I hope you remembered your manners in such august surroundings. No, Saint Clair. I ate with my fingers and blew my nose on the curtains. No need to be facetious, Rutabi. Mademoiselle Stangerson had a letter with her, which she asked Monsieur Darzac to read. They both seemed agitated by its content, so when they went into the gardens, I decided to follow. I'm not sure I entirely approve, but go on. Mademoiselle Stangerson kept on reading out the phrase about the vicarage over and over again. Monsieur Darzac was much distressed and eventually started to weep. Good heavens! When I repeated the phrase this morning, he reacted in just the way I'd anticipated. Well, I'm not surprised. He realised that I already knew something about his predicament. And after much discussion, he agreed to let me stay here and help. Sometimes you amaze me, Rutabi. Only sometimes. You must have a mind like a steel trap to remember this all... What is it? Look! There's a ladder propped up against Mademoiselle Stangerson's window. The attacker! He must have returned! We've got him, Sinclair! We've got him! He shan't escape us this time! We ran as though pursued by demons, and within moments were outside Mademoiselle Stangerson's bedroom. <sighs> Nothing! There's no one here! He must have heard us coming. Sinclair, look! At the end of the darkened corridor, we saw the fleeing figure of a man. With an angry snort, he flung open a door and started running down the servant's staircase. Quickly, Sinclair! After him! We didn't know if our quarry was armed and we didn't care. Our only thought was to lay hands on the creature who'd brought so much misery to the Stangerson household. Gentlemen! Imagine, then, our disappointment when we turned a corner and discovered not the object of our pursuit running downstairs, but Inspector Frederic Larson coming up. What is it? What's happened? Have you got him? Got him? Got who? The attacker! He's in the house? We, we've mm. just pursued him from Mademoiselle Stangerson's bedroom. Oh, my God. You must have seen him. I saw no one. Perhaps he tricked you and doubled back. Well, uh, I suppose it is very dark. He uh, came this way, I tell you. Calm down, Rutabee. He can't have got far. We'll organise a search. We roused the servants, but it was all to no avail. The man who escaped from the yellow room had once again eluded us and vanished into thin air. It seems I... Uh, I owe you an apology, Monsieur Rotabille. Inspector Larson tells me that you showed great courage last night. I only wish I could have done more. I'm sorry if I've appeared discourteous, but I don't much care for journalists. The Stangerson name means a great deal to me, and I can't bear the thought of it being sullied. In God's name, what's happened? Uh, the house is in uproar. Brace yourself, Monsieur Darzac. The attacker returned again last night. Mathilde? Fortunately, Mademoiselle Stangerson wasn't in her room. She decided to spend the night with her nurses instead. Why are we being persecuted like this? We mustn't give in to despair, Darzac. Inspector Larson may yet still save us. Inspector Larson? He's downstairs in the kitchen interviewing the servants. He asked us to send you to him as soon as you arrived. No doubt he did. I'm sure he won't mind if we keep him waiting for a few moments. Let's go for a walk, Monsieur Darzac. We have much to discuss. <laughs> Thank you.
Professor. Stangerson is fortunate to have such lovely gardens. This is my favourite part of the house. It was on that bench over there that Mathilde first consented to be my wife. <laughs> Tell me, Monsieur Darzac, if I could identify her attacker, would you be pleased? I'd like to kill him with my bare hands. That isn't what I asked. I merely meant... To... Yes? I don't know what I meant. It's, it's all right, Monsieur Darzac. We understand. It is not all right, Sinclair. Monsieur Darzac is lying to us. Steady on, Rue B. You know who's behind all this, don't you? Of course not. Mademoiselle Stangerson told you she knows as well. That's absurd. Why would she protect a man who tried to kill her? Where were you last night? Last night? It's a perfectly simple question. I'm sorry, Monsieur Rutabi, but honour prevents me from saying. Oh, you gentlemen and your codes of honour. I thank God that I'm the son of a tailor. You must forgive my friend his outburst, but you, well, you, you can't expect him to help you if he doesn't have the facts. I'm afraid I am already beyond his help. But it's not too late for Mathilde. Oh? I have to go to Paris this evening. Now, don't ask me why. I won't tell you. And you're worried the attacker will strike again while you're away? He'll certainly consider it. I'm sure of that. But you may be able to prevent it from happening. How? Huh? I want you to stand armed guard all night outside Mathilde's bedroom. Make sure that everybody knows what you're planning to do. Oh, uh, wouldn't it be better if we acted in secret? No. I want the attack prevented, not the attacker exposed. Won't you think again and tell us his name? I'm sorry, Monsieur Rouletabille, but I'd sooner go to the scaffold than do that. Very well, then. We'll do what you ask. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. And gentlemen... Yes? Be very careful. You're not dealing with an ordinary criminal, but the most dangerous man in France. Old Jacques has managed to unearth a couple of revolvers. They're rather ancient, I'm afraid, but still perfectly serviceable. Yeah, don't point them at me, there's a good fellow. Ah, and don't throw them onto the table like that, they might go off. I'm not completely obtuse, Rutherby. I haven't loaded them yet. They might go off. Hmm. What's that? You're a remarkable fellow, Sinclair. You've just provided me with another clue. Oh, oh thank God for a decent fire. Oh, I'm chilled to the bone. Yes, there's a mist rolling in from the forest. Hello, what's this? Pistols at dawn. And nothing so dramatic, I'm afraid. We've been asked to guard Mademoiselle Stangerson. Oh. It's Robert Darzac's idea. He thinks the attacker may try his luck again tonight. I have to tell you, gentlemen, I do not approve. Oh, it's no good trying to dissuade us. Our minds are made up. Well, in that case, perhaps you'd better join me for supper in my rooms. If I can't prevent you from taking the law into your own hands, I can at least make sure you do it after a decent meal. My compliments to the cook. That was excellent. Thank you, sir. Another glass of wine, Rutabi? Why not? Uh, Monsieur Sinclair, are you sure you won't join us? Yeah, perfectly sure, thank you. Despite Rutabi's insinuations, I'm not a great drinker. Uh, may I have your plate, sir? Uh, oh, yes, yes, of course. Mm. You, um, you seem tired, Inspector. Mm. Mm. I should be glad when this case is over. It, it is starting to take its toll on my constitution. I don't think we'll be here very much longer. Oh? Hmm. There isn't really a great deal more to find out. Do you know the identity of the attacker, then? Do you? Yes. Yes, I believe I do. So do I. Good heavens. I wonder, Monsieur Rouletabille, can we be thinking of the same man? That depends. Depends? 
Depends on what. On whether or not you've changed your mind. <sighs> I see. Robert Darzac is entirely innocent. I'm afraid I beg to differ. Then it's a fight to the finish. You against me. Are you sure about that? Yes, Larson. Perfectly sure. And believe me, I fully expect to win. After we'd finished dining with Larson, Rouletabille asked me to go outside and check the grounds for signs of disturbance. Illuminated by moonlight and enshrouded in mist, the estate seemed filled with hidden danger, and I willingly confess that I was more than a little grateful for the loaded revolver in my jacket pocket. Are you still here? It was Monsieur Corbeau, the gamekeeper. I thought you and your friend would have returned to Paris by now. Uh, we, we prefer to remain and protect Mademoiselle Stangerson. <laughs> you can't protect her, sir. No one can. And what, pray, is that supposed to mean? It's the devil who's at the bottom of all this. The devil or one of his servants. You must be addled if you think you can pit yourself against him. I would dearly have liked to rebuke the impudent fellow for addressing me in such a fashion. But before I could open my mouth, he turned on his heel and vanished into the mist. Take my advice, sir. Get away from here. Get away from here whilst you still can. For all their foolishness, I had found Corbeau's words curiously unsettling. And as I walked back towards Chateau Stangerson, it was as much as I could do to keep myself from trembling. At a little after ten, I lit the lamp outside Mademoiselle Stangerson's bedroom and started keeping watch. Rouletabille had promised to join me, but he failed to appear. At first, I felt merely irritated by his uncharacteristic absence. As the evening wore on, however, my feelings of irritation were replaced by ones of alarm. Finally, at midnight, my anxiety got the better of me, and abandoning my lonely vigil, I hurried to his room. Rutabi? Rutabi? Are you there? Rutabi? Come on, come on, old friend. I don't know. Wake up. So, so clear. Where am I? Well, it's all right. You were asleep. Well, asleep? That wine I had, it must have been drugged. That's why last song seemed so tired. Oh, quickly, quickly, little help! Help me get up. We've, we've got to get back to Mademoiselle Stangerson's room. Oh my God, Sinclair, we're too late. It is impossible to describe the horror of the scene that greeted us when we burst into Mademoiselle Stangerson's bedroom. Oh, my God. Oh, no. She was stretched out on the floor, the front of her nightdress soaked in her own blood. He's used a knife this time. What is it? What's happened? Mathilde! She's still breathing. Oh, thank God she's weak, but she's still alive. Oh, Mathilde! I failed her, Sinclair. I vowed to protect her, and I failed. 
our minds had barely adjusted to the nightmarish scene in the bedroom before the air was torn asunder by another hideous cry. It came from down in the courtyard. I can see people moving about. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with her, Professor. Come on, Saint Clair, we may still be able to salvage something from this terrible night. <laughs> Quickly, shine the lamp over here. Oh, oh my God. Another victim. It's Monsieur Corbeau, the gamekeeper. He's been stabbed through the heart. The poor devil. He must have tried to prevent the attacker from fleeing the house. You're not going to like this, Rouletabille, but look who I discovered standing over the body. I've already told you he was dead when I found him. Monsieur Darzac, why aren't you in Paris? I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. For pity's sake, Darzac, speak and save yourself. I care nothing for my own welfare, Monsieur Rouletabille, you know that. Tell me about Mathilde. She's still alive. Thank God. But she's badly injured, though. We can only pray that she has the strength to recover. You must let me go to her. You're not going anywhere. Robert Darzac, I'm arresting you for the murder of Monsieur Corbeau and the attempted murder of Mademoiselle Stangerson. This is a travesty of justice, Larson. You know he's innocent. I know nothing of the kind. I've sent one of my men to fetch a police carriage. We'll wait outside until it arrives. Don't give up hope, Monsieur Darzac. I'll not let them convict you. Do you really think you can save him from the scaffold? I already know what's happened here, Sinclair, and I know who's responsible. The only question is, can I prove it in time? Robert Darzac came to trial three months later. He had reluctantly agreed to let me defend him, but he refused to offer any testimony on his own behalf. Routabie, I'm sure, would not have approved. But Routabie had vanished six weeks previously, and nobody knew where he'd gone. It was a little after midnight. I heard the sounds of a scuffle and then a man's scream. When I ran into the courtyard, I discovered the gamekeeper lying dead on the ground, and Robert Darzac standing over him. Uh, did you actually see Monsieur Darzac strike him down? No, sir, I did not. So your evidence is purely circumstantial, then? If Monsieur Darzac is innocent, why does he refuse to explain what really happened in the courtyard? He refuses to explain, does he? Yes, Your Honour. It, it is not for Monsieur Darzac to establish his innocence, Inspector Larson. It is for you to establish his guilt. <laughs> Well said! Rouletabille! Good afternoon, Saint Clair. Oh, and uh, Mademoiselle Stangerson. I'm glad to see that you're sufficiently recovered to attend. What the devil do you think you're doing, sir? I'm greeting some old friends, Your Honour. And after that, I propose to prevent a terrible miscarriage of justice. <laughs> Silence! If you cannot contain yourselves, I shall clear the gallery. I apologise for the lateness of my arrival, Your Honour, but I've only just stepped off a steamer from America. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you can step right back on it. I know all about you, Monsieur Rouletabille, and I've no intention of allowing you to disrupt these proceedings. Your Honour, if, if I might intervene... Yes, Sir Maitre Sinclair. 
I realise that Monsieur Rouletabille's behaviour has been a little unorthodox, but if, if he has genuinely uncovered some new evidence, I, I think we should hear him out. What have you to say about all this, Inspector Lasson? Monsieur Rouletabille is a very clever man, Your Honour. It's possible that he may have discovered something. Something? I have discovered everything. I know the name of the attacker and why he struck. And I know how he was able to escape from the Yellow Room. <laughs> Very well, Monsieur Rouletabille. You'd better come through to my chambers. Uh, I'm sorry, Your Honour, but I can't tell you anything until six o'clock. What? This little joker's gone on quite long enough. Seize him, officers! Uh, please, Your Honour, in, in the interests of justice, I, I, I must beg the court's indulgence. Do you really know how the attacker was able to escape from the Yellow Room, Monsieur Rouletabille? Yes, Your Honour, I do. He was able to escape because he was never inside in the first place. <laughs> and that, Your Honour, that is all I am prepared to say until six. Saying nothing was a new experience for Rouletabille and not one he much relished. Sitting next to me in the judge's chambers, he sighed with relief as the clock struck six. Ah, at last, gentlemen, at last I can tell you what I know. Uh, just a minute, Monsieur Rouletabille. Inspector Lasson is yet to join us. <laughs> you won't be seeing him this evening, Your Honour. Hmm? Unless I'm very much mistaken, he'll have fled Paris by now. Fled Paris? What are you talking about? Isn't it obvious? Lasson is the man who's responsible for these terrible crimes. Oh, don't be oh. absurd. Frédéric Lasson is one of the Sûreté's most respected officers. I know it's hard to believe, but the evidence I've assembled against him is overwhelming. Well, I don't understand. Why would Inspector Lasson want to murder Mademoiselle Stangerson? He was obsessed with her, Sinclair. It's as simple as that. Obsessed with her? Explain yourself, young man, and be quick about it. When I first interviewed Mademoiselle Stangerson, I noticed how reluctant she was to discuss her time in Philadelphia. She lived there for 18 months with her aunt, Your Honour. Determined to discover what she was concealing, I sailed to America and tracked her aunt down. Extraordinary. The old woman told me how her niece had fallen under the influence of a fellow countryman. She knew him as uh, Jean Roussel, but he's better known to us as... Frédéric Larson. <laughs> Mademoiselle Stangerson was young and innocent. Larson was older and more worldly. It, it's little wonder that she allowed him to seduce her and eventually consented to become his wife. They're married? Hmm? In case you doubt my word, here's a copy of the marriage certificate. <laughs> oh, I need a glass of brandy. I've never heard a more astonishing set of revelations. For a while, they were happy enough, living together in an old vicarage on the outskirts of Philadelphia but their happiness was shattered when Mademoiselle Stangerson discovered that her new husband was already married. Dear God. Well, that, that means that her own marriage was completely invalid. Sadly, worse was to come. Larson was implicated in the murder of a business associate, and abandoning his bride, he fled back to France. Good heavens. Is there any brandy left in that bottle? Mademoiselle Stangerson returned home a broken woman. She tried to forget her misery in the only way she knew how by burying herself in her father's work. Mm. Did Professor Stangerson know what had happened? No, Your Honour, he did not. And that's the key to unlocking the rest of this mystery. Now, before we proceed any further, I'd like to know why Larson chose to join the police force after he fled back to France. It was the perfect hiding place. Who'd think of looking for him in the ranks of the Sûreté? 
This is all very interesting, but when does Robert Darzac enter the story? I was just coming to him, Your Honour. Monsieur Darzac had loved Mademoiselle Stangerson for years and finally persuaded her to marry him. Uh, I remember reading about their engagement in the society pages. Naturally, she told him how she'd been deceived by Larson, and, being a true gentleman, he willingly forgave her. He's a noble soul, I've always said, sir. Unfortunately, Larson was still obsessed with his former bride. He determined that she shouldn't marry Darzac, and he sent her a letter recounting their life together in America. Ah, how pleasant was the vicarage and how colourful its gardens. What? Hoping to dissuade Larson from bothering her further, Mademoiselle Stangerson arranged to meet him one morning in the yellow room. Aha! Picture the scene, gentlemen. I insist. Good morning, Mathieu. How radiant you look. I trust that no one saw you enter. Of course not. Discretion has always been my watchword. I'll come straight to the point. I want to know what it will take to be rid of you. Oh, Mathieu, you disappoint me. I am not a wealthy woman, but I dare say I could raise a few thousand francs. I'm not interested in your money. It's you that I want. I'm engaged to Robert Darzac. You know that. You deserve better than a, a glorified schoolmaster. Come away with me, Mathilde. Come away and live with me again. Live with you, sir? I'd sooner die. Mathilde, you're making me angry. Everything about you disgusts me. You're cruel and wicked and vile. Stop it, Mathilde. Stop it. You're choking me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Forgive me. You shouldn't have spoken to me as you did. You're mad. You're completely mad. It's you who brought me to it every morning and every night. I can't get you out of my mind. I warn you. I have a pistol. It can't go on, Matilda. I must be set free. If you won't come away with me, then I have only one choice. Keep away from me. I mean it, Matilda. I'll kill you and have Robert Darzac convicted for the crime. Get out of here. Get out of here or I'll finish the job! All right, Matilde. All right. I'll leave for now. But you'll come to regret your actions this day. And so will Robert Darzac! Fumbling for the door, Larson leant heavily against the yellow wallpaper, leaving behind a single blood-stained handprint. Oh. Poor Mademoiselle Stangerson. What a, what, a, what a terrifying ordeal. To make matters worse, she couldn't contact the authorities. If her shameful secrets had become public knowledge, the disgrace would have destroyed her father. The poor child. The poor child. She put on a high collar to hide the marks of strangulation and continued working as normal. Oh, what courage. That night, however, she knew she had to sleep in the yellow room. It still bore the marks of her struggle with Larson, and she couldn't risk them being discovered by her father. As she sleeps behind the locked door, Mademoiselle Stangerson is tortured by dreams of Larson. Gradually, they grow more and more vivid. Larson is coming for her. Larson is coming for her. Convinced in her own fevered mind that Larson has entered the room, she cries out for help. Maddened with fear, she reaches for her revolver. It falls to the floor, firing a single shot into the ceiling. As she struggles to retrieve it, she stumbles, striking her temple on the edge of the bedside table and knocking herself out. And that, gentlemen, is how they find her. Unconscious, bleeding, partially strangled, and quite, quite alone.
I suppose it was the hair you discovered on the edge of the table that told you what had happened. That, and the bullet embedded in the ceiling. Astonishing, Monsieur Rouletabille. Quite astonishing. The rest you already know. Pretending to investigate the mystery, Larson conspired to murder his former bride. Mm. On the first night, he found her bedroom empty. But on the second... On the second... That's uh, all right, Rouletabille. I'll never forgive myself for letting him stab her, Sinclair. Never. Robert Darzac is quite innocent, then. Why don't we go down to the cells and ask him? When he knows how much we've discovered, he may be persuaded to talk. I can see there's no further point in dissembling. Monsieur Rouletabille clearly knows everything. You should have spoken sooner, Monsieur Darzac. And risk disgracing Mathilde, I'd rather have died. The... Evidence we discovered at Chateau Stangerson, the uh, footprints and the, the bicycle tracks. They were all manufactured by Lasson. And your mysterious disappearances? They were Lasson's work as well. He promised me the return of certain documents he had in his possession. Love letters from Mademoiselle Stangerson? Yes. Hmm. Using them as bait, he lured me from the house at the most incriminating moments. What diabolical cunning. On my third trip to Paris, I realised that he had no intention of giving them up. I hurried back to Chateau Stangerson and arrived just in time to discover the body of the gamekeeper. Poor old Corbeau. He was his final victim. Yes, I suppose Larson will be arrested now. I can't say I'm grateful, Monsieur Rouletabille. He'll no doubt reveal our secrets during his trial. There isn't going to be a trial, Monsieur Darzac. I made sure that Larson had time to escape. That's why you wouldn't speak until six. After all the sacrifices you'd made for your fiancée, it seemed the least that I could do. You once told me you weren't a gentleman, but you were mistaken. I salute you, Monsieur Rouletabille. You are the greatest gentleman of us all. After the case against Darzac collapsed, Rouletabille returned to work. I wasn't to see him again until we were both invited back to the chateau a few weeks later. Another glass of the Professor's Burgundy? Hmm. Thank you, Sinclair. Mademoiselle Stangerson seems a great deal stronger. Hmm. Monsieur Darzac tells me that she's expected to make a full recovery. Hmm. Will they marry, do you think? Larson certainly won't stop them. He was last seen boarding a steamer bound for Algiers. Hmm. Tell me, Rutherby, what made you suspect him in the first place? It was obvious. You remember when we chased an intruder from Mademoiselle Stangerson's bedroom? Remember? I'll never forget. As we pursued him downstairs, we encountered Larson coming up. He told us that no one had passed him. Well, that was clearly impossible, so either he was lying or else... Or else he was the intruder himself. And then, of course, there was his walking stick. His walking stick? He didn't have gout, Sinclair. He had a bullet wound in his hand. Ah. Wrapping it around a walking stick enabled him to conceal it. That's astonishing. <laughs> I need hardly add that only Larson had the opportunity to drug my wine. But he was as affected as you were. A pitiful piece of play-acting. He was still trying to deceive us, even at the end. Oh, you should feel very proud of yourself. You thwarted the schemes of a madman. Mm, I suppose so. What is it, Rutherby? You seem a trifle gloomy. This has been a dreadful business, Sinclair. We've encountered tragedy and violence at every turn. If it weren't for one consideration, it might be too much to bear. And what consideration is that? 
The whole thing has provided me with some excellent copy. Oh, <laughs> really, Ruta B? <laughs> I haven't been able to tell the entire story, of course, but I've still managed to turn out a first-rate account. You are incorrigible. Well, I can't be a gentleman all the time. I've got a living to earn. Come on, Sinclair. It's getting late. Let's both drain our glasses and return to the house. In The Mystery of the Yellow Room by Gaston Leroux, dramatized by Stephen Sheridan, Rutabie was played by Nicholas Bolton, and Saint Clair by Charles Simpson. Geoffrey Whitehead was Inspector Larson, Alistair Danson Darzac, Hugh Dixon Professor Stangesson, and Becky Hindley Mathilde. Stephen Thorne was Corbeau and the Judge, and Brian Parr Jacques and the Innkeeper. The Mystery of the Yellow Room was directed by David Blount. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening.